0: CHAPTER SEVENTEEN OF THE Submarine BOYS Lightning THREE This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Is it a hit, do you think, Gasped jack? I think, began the naval officer. Boom! It came suddenly, sullenly. A column of spray shot up between the two mass stumps of the derelict. The rising water reached a height of eighty or ninety feet, then came down like a heavy rain. But the wreck itself one of the mast stumps tottered then the other in an instant more nothing of the deer was to be seen saving some floating wreckage made up of, of the less watered log a fair hit i'll wager my commission cried danvers eagerly yes nodded jacob farnum that's the last of the deer life. she removed the, from the passive of navigation there could be no doubt of the completeness of, of the work by the torpedo from the hastings a broad grin now appeared on the shipbuilder's lately white face Mr Farnum, will you tell Hal whenever he thinks best to slow down to mere headway? Aye aye, captain, sang the ship builder, jovially, and disappeared from view. Benson, I congratulate you on your nerve, spoke Lieutenant Danvers as he turned, his eyes glowing to the youthful submarine commander. I don't know as I deserve that good word, muttered Jack, slowly shaking his head. It was a win or die with us. I realized that. And I took a big chance of blowing our engines out. I thought so at the time. Then, Lieutenant, you must realize that I risked your life as well as ours. I knew it, nodded Danvers coolly. Then he rested a hand half-affectionately on young Vincent near shoulder. My boy, what is risking a life with two when there is such a prize to win, such a naval lesson to be learned and taught? American naval history is full of the names of officers and men who have thrown away their lives in learning something new for the benefit of the service. I like that way of putting it, replied Captain Jack, though he spoke soberly. I had a notion I was pretty wicked when I took such chances. It would have been criminal if it hadn't been your purpose to show what a craft of this type can do when pushed in emergencies. But I have learned much today that will stand me in a great stead, should I ever be in command of a flotilla of submarines in wartime. Then I suppose I ought to forgive myself for my recklessness, laughed Jack. You want to forget it, Benson. The thing you want to remember is that... Men who serve in navies sign their lives away when they enter the service. All must be sacrificed at the first instance of need to the service and to the flag. That idea would frighten some mothers, wouldn't it? smiled Captain Jack Benson. Fighting battles is not a woman's business, replied Danvers soberly and reverently. Her task is to rear sons who shall be unafraid, and to leave the rest to the god of battles. The Hastings now drifted so over the waters that F- stood by the wheel, one hand resting indolently against the uppermost spokes. The Thor had headed off after watching the explosion of the torpedo and was now considerably off the Hastings port beam. The Oakland, on the other hand, was heading up for an official view of what wasn't there in the shape of a deer-like. As she came in close, the gunboat sounded three long hoarse whistles. There are your congratulations from the board, Vincent, laughed the naval lieutenant, then walked over to the port jacob farnum slipped out on the platform deck to hear any hail that might come from uncle sam's gunboat. dampers was no longer interested in the scene whatever was to come he felt would be tame compared with what he had recently seen so he stood looking out dreamily over the waters at port he saw the thor heading for the hastings as though intended to come up then she veered off heading eastward at this instance the naval officer happened to have glass to his eyes he had just counted the number of people in sight on the rhine's cliff all but one of the rhine's crowd on deck thought mr i don't make out that fellow Rabwin. he must be taking the engine trick jack benson also sauntered over the port side though not with any intention of addressing the naval officer benson was not thinking of anything in particular as he glanced out over the waves then, all of a sudden, the young submarine c- commander sprang alert with suspicion. Next, certainty and horror. Out there on the water, something was moving. Something headed towards the seas. It came on with a swift cleaving movement. There was a sufficient suspicion of a fin throwing up a little spray in the path of motion. It was horrible. Unbelievable. There, the mere suspicion galvanized him into action. Captain Jack's feet barely seemed to touch the deck as he moved forward. F was at the wheel, but there was no time to shout a frenzied order that might be under- misunderstood. Besides, in the instant that he was in the air, young Benson had no sharply defined plan of what he was going to do. But that fin over to port was the half-visible upper part of a moving torpedo. It was headed so as to intercept the Hastings on her slow forward course. He, if he ran for speed ahead, Captain Jack knew it might not come swiftly enough to carry his boat and its human load ahead to safety. In any case, it must be a job of seconds. If Hal responded slowly to the signal, then destruction. All this seemed to flash like lightning through the young commander's head as he made the leap for the wheel. Summers being in the way, young Benson flung him violently aside. Captain Jack's left hand grasped the spoke of the steering wheel, his right hand signaled violently for speed astern. Would Hal respond in time to save them all? End of chapter seventeen